Listener Production. Our dirty little secret of two tasty Pop-Tarts of joy that nobody talks about. Shh. If too many people listen, they may have to become grown-ups. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. You ever heard of grounding, Alex Dyson? Grounding? Is that like... I was talking to someone about the other day that in the old days, cars used to have this little like rope almost yes, thing that, that went little along bit the of, ground. Yes, that the rubber. the ground. Yeah. And he said his mum told him it was something. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought that was to ground the car and make sure you don't get like electric shocks and that kind of thing. And he's like, what? She said it's because I got car sick and because that was on there. I heard that I that's what it is. I get car sick. I got taught that years ago as well. So anyway, I end up on one of those like forbidden knowledge Instagrams, you know, when it's like deeper thinking, you know, alien signs. Right. Anyway, this lady was talking about um, how people aren't grounded anymore because, you know, you get out of bed, you put your shoes on, right? Uh, and you yep. walk, you just don't actually ever touch the earth anymore mm, with no. your bare yep. footies. Yeah, you got to get your feet in the mud. Well, so I looked it up a bit and there's, you know, I mean, there's some very loose kind of... Um, uh, and you can't see me doing this, but I definitely mm. have inverted commas above my uh, head here when I say science behind the um, studies that say, look, apparently there's, you know, health benefits of going for a barefoot walk and, fe- and you know, yep. soaking in the, the Earth's natural I don't know, neurons and electrons and all that sort of stuff. There's lots of those things. I was talking to a friend who like really likes to make sure they get to see the horizon. Like if you're uh, living yes. in the city, you never get to see the horizon. So make sure you like go to the beach or something or like be able to look at long distances off hills. I've seen that. I've also seen um, people who swear by the health benefits of presenting your anus to the sun and um, making sure that it receives sunlight and vitamin D and that... Well, we hope your downward dog is a good one this morning. And uh, let's jump right into uh, a potty, hey? Shall we jump in, Matty? Let's go. This is Matt and Alex. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, we here at Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast like to keep abreast of all news that is, quote-unquote, Sus as we are to sus as stuff uh, as the SAS is to. <laughs> what does the SAS do? Are they like do they do the? I think they do covert operations. Yeah, well, we are we are the SAS <laughs> sus as stuff. <laughs> That's it. Or if you want to put it slightly more eloquently, as uh, former former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull said, it is this is sinister stuff. It's the Prime Ministerial version of sus as. I reckon if we were in power, Matt, we'd say sus as. But if you're rich and live in Double Bay or wherever Harborside. Suburb. How dare you, Double Bay? Oh my God, get that name out of your mouth, Vaucluse, my Damn man. <laughs> no, it's the one that's just—it's near Potts Point. He lives on that one. I was on a on a boat one time, and people yeah. point out Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull's house, like on the harbour, is like tens of millions of dollars or whatever. And uh, they go, yeah, it's pretty rough when it's a downgrade going to Kirribilli. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened? Why is Malcolm Turnbull saying that things are sinister, sinister stuff? Well, Scott Morrison apparently for five different ministries went to the Governor-General and got sworn in as the Minister for Health, Minister for Finance 
and three other very important ministries. Um, <laughs> most of the time, not telling the minister who was doing the job that he was in there. And so, yeah, that's why a few politicians are a little bit upset with it. One of which he admitted he controlled the resources portfolio in 2021 to overrule then Minister Keith Pitt to block a petroleum exploration license off the New South Wales Central Coast. His quote being, I always respected Keith's role as the decision maker. And if I wanted to be the decision maker, I had to take the steps that I took. Uh, and he overruled him. So, <laughs> so wait, he literally became the ministers for all these things and, and the, the actual ministers didn't even know. Yeah, so he was the minister for health and apparently um, Greg Hunt was told about that one. But he was also sworn in as finance minister behind the back of Matthias Corman. And he said <laughs> to that one, I've... <laughs> He didn't notify then Finance Minister Corman of the arrangements, according to the ABC, saying, I have apologised to Matthias for that oversight. <laughs> um, I understood it had been sort of covered off between offices, but it hadn't, and that's regrettable. I mean, you're co-parenting at the moment, Matt. Uh, communication is key, I think, is one of the big... <laughs> One of the big things when it comes to that. How much trouble would you be in if you hadn't told Belinda that you were now finance minister? <laughs> Bro, I have been minister for rice <laughs> and decided to take it upon myself to, uh, you know, just serve the white rice instead of the brown rice to Sophia, just on my own accord. I felt like I could take uh, that decision-making into my own mm. hands and... Uh, there was a, uh, a an overhaul of the government that would have brought Kevin Rudd and Julia Gillard to tears. I mean, like, yeah, you make these decisions together. Yeah, well, just news breaking at all times. Karen Andrews, uh, as the former Home Affairs Minister in the Liberal Party, is calling on Scott Morrison to immediately resign from Parliament because he's still in there. You know, he lost the election as Prime Minister, but he's still a, uh, a back... Is he? <laughs> yeah. Yes. He is. It's so weird. I just like forgot that he's even still doing stuff in there. Like why? Why wouldn't he just bail and do some fun stuff? <laughs> it turns out so does he because A, he didn't turn up to the first week of parliament because he was in Tokyo on a few uh, speaking arrangements, I think. But then when he's sort of getting confronted by this news, it's like, what's going on here? And he's, he's saying, well, I stopped attending politics day to day. And people are saying, mate... You're still on $200,000 a year to be the member for Cook. What do you mean you're not attending politics day to day? That's your job still. Do you know what? I, I mean, good on, Scotty, honestly, because, like, let's face it, was he getting any more money for being the heads of these ministries? Um, according to the now Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, that was unlikely. I mean, Prime Minister in Australia, already on well, a pretty good go. wicket. I think they're up around 600k per annum, the old Prime Minister. Mate, we need more people like Scott Morrison in our workplaces. <laughs> Just walking around saying, you know what? I'll be the decision maker in every department possible. Just running the show. No, no extra money. Yep. I would love to sit back and say, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, well, it is interesting coming from, you know, one of his famous quotes was like, I don't hold a hose. You know, that's not my job. That's something for the States. So to go from that to going, actually, no, all of them are mine and I'm going to collect them and not tell anyone. Mate, it's like the ministries were Pokemon. You know what yeah. I mean? He's just got to collect them all. 
What are they, Tarzos? He's just ripping open chip packets <laughs> trying to find all the good ones. But I guess in the end, Matt, I'm hoping that we can step back and <laughs> maybe Scott Morrison's actually the Minister for Podcasting and do a bit of all-day breakfast. <laughs> what would you say? Yeah, let's see Scotty in the driver's seat tomorrow. Can't wait. Matt O'Kine, I need your help desperately. Wow. Yeah. This doesn't happen very often. Often I, you know, need your help to run this show. <laughs> I might have got myself inadvertently mm. into a little bit of a pickle. A good pickle. Wow. A great pickle. You're not one to uh to go for the old vinegar bath. What's happening? <laughs> well <laughs> I um you know, we do this podcast every day, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of it, sometimes we get to go and host some events. You know, we've hosted mm. some great things in the past. I got asked to host a stage at the Encore Festival in Manly, Ooh. North Sydney. Well, that, I mean, this sounds exciting. This, right? is good, this is definitely good. I'm like, sick. Do you know what's so funny about all this? Why I didn't get asked instead of you? I'm really annoyed about that. I live in Sydney. I don't understand. I would do it well, without the airfare and a com. They're willing to look further afield for quality. <laughs> But you don't just grab Who the have first I annoyed? Who turkey have I, on the I... shelf. You got to go digging <laughs> for that quality bird. But I kind of like didn't fully realize. I think I said um, there's also comedy stages as well, which is great um, to be able to have comedy going out. And this is happening, you know, over a number of nights as well. So if you are in Manly, come along and watch. Wait again. So there's even a dedicated comedy stage, and I still haven't even gotten invited to this. Nope. And um, as it turns out, my MC part is actually going to be emceeing the comedy stage. Oh. <laughs> now, I am not quite as confident emceeing the comedy stage as I am a band stage because since opening a comedy venue, I have realised that the MC of a comedy night usually, and it's there's no rule mm. that makes this the case, but usually performs about 10 minutes of stand-up themselves to get the crowd up and running and firing and make sure they're in a laughing mood before the acts come on. Do you know what? In America, this is what I've sort of learned, is that the MC is often an amateur, you know, Mm. or at least someone who's very much on the the come-up, and they do a couple of minutes and they welcome the acts on, and it's it's kind of like your first step out of open mic. In Australia, different ball game, all right? The MC and the headliner, often interchangeable. They're the most... They need to be the most rock-solid act on the bill. The gear needs to be top, prime quality cuts to be coming out. And I'm a bit nervous because, as I've said, my only joke so far as I come out and say, my name's Alex and this is Mike, and I point at the microphone and then people groan. I go, yeah, that's a bad joke. I understand. And I hold the mic stand over my head. I understand. So that's all I've got so far. Makes me feel physically (laughs) uncomfortable hearing it. I know. But this festival, I mean, it goes from the 17th. Of August to the 28th. So there's less stuff going on. This particular night I'm doing is Monday night. So come along and and check me out in Manly. But I thought, Matt, given particularly, I mean, you've had a great career of stand-up. You've got your best newcomer, both in Australia and in Edinburgh, right? Um, you're, coming, you're coming back to the stage, mm-hmm. you know, Trying very soon with some new yeah, stand-up. So I return. thought, yeah. given I found this out, I'm quite a diligent MC. I want to make, I want to be the best. And so... I've sort of been writing a couple of jokes and I thought I could just, before I get on stage on Monday night, I could run them past you. You could help me workshop them into something. Please. Help me whittle them. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I couldn't think of a better job right now. Let's go. Okay. <clears throat> and I've got to come up with the top of my head. This I'm not like Googling one-liners 
here. I've got to no, literally. This is all you. I'm not this plagiarizing this. Dice fresh <laughs> cuts. Okay. What's barely audible and swims in the ocean? A murmur made. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hope the crowd don't say, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> Usually I not. think they will, to be completely honest. Yeah. My is feeling any... is that they will. Well, let's hope not. All right, here's a, how's that this? A bit more, this is a bit more Seinfeld. I mean, what's the deal with grapefruit? Mm-hmm. We've already got a fruit that's a grape and it ain't that. See, now we're cooking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I wants this, to go there, man. This is good stuff. All right. Hello. Do you know what else is funny? Go to the supermarket. Want to taste a grape? Absolutely. Go for it. Want to taste a grapefruit? Oh, oh suddenly security's on your That's pretty. I might tack that on the end of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. All right. Cool. <clears throat> All right. This one. What's black and white and flies around Neverland? I don't know. Peter Panda. That is a hard no, my guy. I just can't tell you how much sophisticated Sydney audiences work hard. They work hard all week and they spend a lot of money on festivals like this and they expect better than Peter Panda. All right? I'll tell you what, you pull a Peter Panda joke and you're going to be seeing a hook. Just whipping you off stage very promptly. All right, all right. Okay, we'll put a line through that. We'll go to the next one. What about this? <clears throat> so um, I've just started getting into yoga, but I hate it when you try to get vanilla, but you accidentally buy Greek. Sorry, I meant I just started getting into yogurt. No. <laughs> no. I honestly, as soon as you said yoga, I just thought anything but a yogurt joke. <laughs> the moment it came out of your mouth, I was like... That, and, then, and then when you started going down the alleyway, I thought... Okay, well, there must be some surprise happening. (laughs) Bro. Well, that's, I've reached the end. That's it. That's it? That's all I've got. Yogurt is full of good bacteria. That's set. Bad bacteria. I'd say that that one's off. Well, if you want to see it, head along. Manly, Encore Festival. It's going across the next week or so. So um, come and check me introduce some actually good comedians as well. That'd be great. I can't wait. Look, I've got all faith that from here on in, you'll take the feedback. You'll flip it around. How could I make that yoga joke better? Don't do it. (laughs) All day breakfast. I love wine and everything about it. What are you into wine? I love wine. So the email starts doing the rounds, Alex Dyson, from Sophia's daycare. Oh, right. Not the old chain emails that you get forwarded from relatives. No. No, you know, forward this to 10 people or you'll yeah. have a <laughs> lifetime of bad luck. No, I haven't received those for all. It's been a while between drinks <laughs> for the, <laughs> the old email chain. bad luck email. With like 30 of those little arrows. Like, yeah. like the- <laughs> what, was, what was their obsession with the greater than and less than brackets. Well, yeah, it had no just been idea. forwarded so many times that it was like indented so far to the right with arrows. But um, no, the the email about gastro coming around. Right now, I I don't know this as a um as a parent. I just saw on Matt's be real this week that um there was a tarp set up in the living room. <laughs> 
And you know, you know when you've got the canvas on the living room floor, the fluids are flying. Oh, mate. I mean, so poor Sophia just starts crying in the middle of the night. We're like, that's not a normal cry. You know, that's mm. not a, hey, it's a bit dark in here. Can you turn on my nightlight kind of cry? How's a nightlight cry go? No, you know, just like, hey, mom, dad, you know, it's dark in here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, she's still, she's only three years old. She gets scared of little yep. things like that. Or she yep. has a bad dream or something. No, this was, there's vomit in my hair. Um, <laughs> like all on me in the bed kind of vibes. In fact, yeah. one of our friends who has a four-year-old said, oh, that same thing happened to me the other, the other week. Our daughter wakes up middle of the night yelling out, Mom, there's food in my bed. <laughs> um, food that was originally in the belly, not just like yeah. my food the other day where I just ate chips in bed and there was just some crumbs I was rolling bro, through. No, bro, honestly, if you like everyone who's got a toddler right now understands this. One, you've got to worry about COVID, okay? Sure. So COVID is already ruining your life and keeping kids home all the time, right? Any sense of a yep. sniffle, got to stay home. Yep. Two, you've got actual viruses that have always existed and are still existing, absolutely tearing through, right? Then you've got your hand, foot and mouth, right? Sophia had an ulcer so big the other week, she couldn't eat for a whole week. We had to take her to a hospital because she was like, <laughs> so she couldn't drink because she just started crying. It was crying all through the night because every half hour her teeth would touch her tongue and she'd burst into tears. Right? Oh my God. Then you got your nits, right? <laughs> and you got your gastro. Mate, you spend $150 a day on daycare and they are there like one in every three days <laughs> across the year. It's so annoying. Oh man, I think I'm going to have to adopt a petri dish just to get the full parental experience. <laughs> and the amount of bacteria just cultivating. And here's the thing kids can't tell you that they're going to vomit. <laughs> They just vomit and then they say, I don't feel well. And you're like, I know, I know, because it's literally on me. They look at you and then vomit like onto you, right? And they just vomit all onto you. So then you're like, well, that's it. Like you feel little bits hit your lips and stuff and you're like. Oh, Matt, (laughs) squirty warning. This is what it is. This is what it is. Oh. And life's not going to get much better because, I mean, I don't know where this gastro is coming from. I, I believe it comes from, is it, is it a contaminated water thing? Um, I know that it's a, it's a gut thingy spread by contact with infected person or through contaminated food or water, right? Okay. But here's the problem, you know. It, it, life's not going to get any better. That's all I'm saying. Did you see? What do you, what do you mean? Well, did you see this study, this study recently? No rainwater across the whole globe is safe to drink anymore. Do you see this? I have seen a few things out of Europe at the moment with rivers, you know, getting so low that the nuclear reactors don't have enough to cool the nuclear reactions. So apparently, right, some uh, research has been done that there is high levels of man-made, they're called forever chemicals. Is that the kind of chemical you get with your best friend in primary school and it's like one half of a chemical <laughs> and you have the other half of a chemical and when you 
meet up at a school reunion, like put the two chemicals together to form a single heart-shaped chemical. Yeah, if those chemicals were made from uh, packaging and cosmetics, right? When oh. They get their nickname from the fact that they break down incredibly slowly. Uh, thank you to a metro.co.uk article. Uh, exposure to their high levels of these man-made um, substances has been linked to health problems, including fertility issues, higher cholesterol levels, and the risk of obesity and certain types of cancer. All the way across the globe, from in the Antarctic and the Tibetan Plateau. No. Researchers found these uh, chemicals at 14 times higher than the level that the US Environmental Protection Agency considers safe. There is nowhere on the earth where they would consider it safe to drink rainwater. I mean, obviously people are going to. (laughs) People are going to, they do, and you're not so, going to die immediately. Wait, no water is safe <laughs> anymore. Is that what you're telling me I, right that, now? That's what the research is, is saying, all right? Well, <laughs> I mean, we've been copping bad news since high school, right? When are we going to decide just to turn it off and on again? When are we going to just have to go, all right, everything stops, we're starting again? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not looking good. All right, it's not looking good. So very soon this whole planet's going to be a bloody daycare centre. We're all going to be waking up going, there's food in my bed. (laughs) Anyways, look, technically water around the world, most of it is, you know, most drinking water is safer than it ever has been, but just don't think about it getting it safely from the sky. All right? So there you go. (laughs) That's meant to be the good stuff. (laughs) I smell toast. Well, look, that brings us to the end of All Day Breakfast for today. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Don't forget, you can always keep in touch with us at matt.and.alex on Instagram or mattandalex.com.au. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.